Hello, and welcome to Tools to Create a Better Life with myself, Glenice Hughes. Thank you so much for listening in. I am so incredibly grateful for each and every one of you. Oh my goodness. So this week's show, what happens when you listen to, tell, or buy the story? Oh my goodness. I've been talking about stories now for quite a while. It is something that I just get probably every day I get more and more clear on what actually does happen when we listen to tell or buy the story. And this, uh, the whole listen to tell or buy the story is one of the 10 keys to freedom from access consciousness. We talk about it at length in the foundation class, and that's just one of the 10. There's, there's of course nine more. Uh, and this whole show is going to be on this one Again, because I just am getting clearer and clearer and really getting a sense of what is actually going on. And I want to read something from the Foundation Manual. Something that a lot of people don't really recognize, or maybe they just don't want to know. So let me read this to you. The story is always the justification for why somebody does or does not do something. The story is always the justification for why somebody does or does not do something. Yeah, and that is why listening to, telling, or buying the story does not create greater on the planet because it's a justification for why somebody does or does not do something. So if we are listening to our friend talk about why they don't have the money to whatever, go back to university, buy the different car, uh, whatever, visit their parents more often, whatever it might be, and we're listening to it as though it's real, we're adding to that story, which isn't, it's not real, it's not true. Now, Remember, do not listen to, tell, (laughs) or buy the story, which of course, telling the story, that's you. That is you telling the story. That's you justifying why you're not or why you are doing something. Yeah. Look at your day so far. How many stories have you already told? Even if it's just to you. So it doesn't have to be that you're telling other people. These are the stories also that are going on in your head. Do not listen to, tell, or buy the story. So buying the story means it's real, where you jump into their world with them and you go, oh my goodness, I can't believe that happened to you. Oh my goodness, what can I do to help you? How can I I change this for you? How can I fix it for you? And this has been, I mean, all of, all of these pieces for me, and that is a huge one for me. I used to be the fixer. I used to be the one that if somebody would tell me their story, I would think about it for days on end. I would spin on it. I would come up with suggestions for changing it. I would, oh my gosh, I, it was like I would take their story on and live it, which is one, really unkind, <laughs> Two, really superior. And three, a way to distract me from being present in my life. 
So you want to really watch that with buying people's stories. Now, with all of this said, to me, it isn't about, you know, going to visit a friend and they're telling you about how, you know, they're having a tough time with their husband and you going, oh, no, you need to stop talking about that right now. I don't, I no longer listen to the story. <laughs> I don't suggest doing that. And you can, of course, if you'd like to. Um, it's just that that's not, that's not the energy behind this. It really is to one, start recognizing when you're listening to telling or buying the story. And then look at what else is possible. In my experience, sometimes people are telling the story from the energy of changing it. So they're, in a sense, kind of talking through it. And there can be a discussion and they're maybe even asking for some assistance with it. Whereas there's also... <laughs> where they're just telling the story and they just want to tell the story like they want to be right and whoever they're talking about or whatever they're talking about needs to be wrong and they need you to validate it for them so you know you can totally choose what works for you and what can they hear in that moment because a lot of times if people don't know anything about this stuff telling them, you know, listening to the story, I'm just justifying why you're not doing whatever, like, that's probably not going to be kind and create more. So you can look at it and be like, wow, okay, me listening to this story right now isn't creating greater. What could I do to change it? Sometimes it's about changing the topic. Sometimes it's about going, oh my gosh, I'm sorry, look at the time I've got to go. Like, so it may, you make it about you instead of their story, because they're not wrong to tell their story. You have a choice based on what they're choosing. And so then you can say, hey, you know what, got to go um, and, and just be there. But don't go into judgment of their story. This is what I did when I first started studying the tools from Access Consciousness is a lot of times when people would tell the story or, you know, basically be asking me to buy their story energetically, I would go into resistance and reaction, which is the same energy as aligning and agreeing. It's just at a different end of the spectrum. So what we want to be is interesting point of view. We want to be infinite allowance and still be aware of what actually works for us. So if it doesn't work for you to continue to listen to the story, then you don't have to. What is going to create the greatest? What can they hear for you to go or for them to stop telling the story? And I find usually in those situations, it is about making it about me. Something I'm not, you know, I've got to go or uh, whatever it might be. So really looking at that for yourself. And it's not about making anybody wrong. And if you listen to the story and you buy the story and three hours later you think about, oh no, I wasn't supposed to, <laughs> still don't judge you. Still be like, oh wow, I wonder what it would be like to be quicker next time to, to get this. You know, really, it, none of this information is about you getting it 100% right away. I mean, what is 100% anyway? That doesn't even make sense. So it really is just knowing that the stories are justifying why we are or not doing something. And what if we don't need a reason for anything? Like, what if we can actually just choose what works for us, when it works for us, without a reason or justification? Yeah. There's <laughs> a lot of energy on that. And I know that most of us have spent our life justifying what we're choosing. 
justifying what's going on, justifying to people who are not going to understand anyway. And so life can get so much more ease when you stop justifying, when you just say, oh yeah, that's what I'm, that's what I'm choosing. You know, maybe you're going away for the first time ever at Christmas and you usually spend it with your family and they're upset. Now, you also want to be aware of what can they hear. So saying to them, oh, well, I'm going away and I can and it's my choice and I'm choosing for me and you know, being that energy probably won't create greater. But what could they hear? Maybe they can hear that you only have time off at Christmas to go. Uh, maybe they can hear that um, it's the best seat, uh, seat sale for the holiday, like whatever it is. So you want to be aware of that, too. There's going to be times where you, in a sense, tell a story so somebody can hear it, but it's not the energy that I'm talking about in terms of not telling the story, because you're telling them something they can hear, which as funny as it's going to sound to many of you, is actually the kindest thing you can do. Because get the sense of, let's say that it just doesn't feel fun to spend Christmas with your family this year, okay, it just doesn't feel fun for you, and going to some tropical island somewhere, that feels really fun to you. If you tell your family, it doesn't feel fun to spend Christmas with you this year, how do you suppose that will go over and get the sense of what they could do with that, how much they could spin in that, how much they could make themselves wrong or you wrong or both of you wrong, instead of just telling them what they can hear, such as it's a really great deal, I'll see you the weekend before or the weekend after, or like what can they hear? so that you can actually choose what works for you and create greater for everyone around you. So that is truly the kindest thing, even though most of us are taught to tell the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. But guess what? The truth, what is true for you, is not gonna be true all the time for somebody else. So if it's not gonna be fun for you to hang out with your family at Christmas, that might not be true for your parents or for your siblings or for whoever, your in-laws, whoever else it might be that you hang out with at Christmas. So to tell them what is true for you, it actually isn't kind because it's not what's true for them. So you really want to look at, one, the, the funniness that, that we have around telling the truth. Because look at who probably was telling you that, to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. Yeah, it was the people who were lying to you. <laughs> so we've taken that on, and we've made that really significant. Like, we have to tell. I have to tell you my truth. I'll tell you what. If somebody says to you, I just need you to tell, I need to tell you my truth, run really, really fast away from them. <laughs> because they're going to just use that as a reason to cut you down. It's a really unkind way because what is true for me is not true for you. What is true for somebody else isn't true for them or isn't true for you or me. And so it's really looking at what can they hear, what's going to create the most and, and really taking that action. And so that you're out of the story. You don't have to go to well, I need a holiday and I'm exhausted and you don't understand how tough my life is and, you know, telling the story to justify taking the holiday at Christmas. What if you just take the holiday at Christmas? What if it just feels fun? 
Now, another way to kind of word this with people is if they're asking you to do something and, and it, it doesn't feel fun for you, you don't want to, it's not going to work for you, is keep it really simple and just say, hey, thanks so much, it just doesn't work for me. And just stop there. Now, again, you want to be aware of what can people receive. Some people couldn't receive that and would continue to hound you. But a lot of people, that is enough because there's nowhere they can go with that. Now, the other thing to be aware of is people can not fight with time, with money, or with illness. So you can also use those as reasons, again, not from telling the story that you're buying it as real, but for what they could hear. You could say, I'm sorry, I don't have the time. I'm sorry, I don't have the money. I'm sorry, my kid is sick, whatever it might be. But just so that you have, you have some ways to start being aware of what you can say when something doesn't work for you. If, if saying that doesn't work for me doesn't, won't, won't fly with that person. Just to give you some options. And what it'll start to do is it'll start to get you out of the stories. It'll start to get you out of telling yourself the stories <laughs> and buying them as real. Because how many people have to justify why they take a holiday? Yeah, pretty much everybody, right? And then this, this is the thing that has interested me for, I shouldn't say interested me, um, confused me for years, is they take the holiday and then they come back and complain about the holiday. So they went on the holiday, they spent six months justifying why they needed the holiday, they were telling and buying the story, and then they took the holiday and they weren't willing to receive the holiday, so now they have to come back and talk for six months about how horrible the holiday was. <laughs> and of course, that's not every person on the planet, and it's a lot of people. It's a lot of people. It was so funny. Years ago, Hubby and I were standing in line at the airport. The, the flight desk hadn't opened yet. So there was a whole bunch of people standing in the um, kind of the regular seat line. And then Hubby and I were in the um, whatever, first class or business class or whatever line. And there was a few others with us. And so as we were waiting, everybody started talking about their holiday and not one person out of, I would say there was 20 different people that ended up in the conversation. Not one person had anything good to say. Every one of them started this f proving that their holiday was the worst. And Abby and I just stood and looked at each other and just went, holy shit. They just spent, you know, however much money, and took their holiday time and went to, you know, with this, we were in Mexico. And every one of them is leaving after five days, a week, 14 days, 28 days, however many days they were there. With how horrible it was and the, the proving of theirs was the worst holiday. I mean, <laughs> it was mind-blowing. And that's what people do. One, they've got to tell their story. Nobody wants to listen to, no, I shouldn't say nobody. There's few people who desire to listen to the stories of how awesome something was. And what would it be like to change that? What would it be like to tell those stories anyway? Like truly, it's got to start with us. 
We have to be the ones who are willing to tell them. And I don't mean tell, like, again, not from that energy of I need to prove mine was good because yours was bad and you're wrong because yours was bad. That's not what I'm talking about. Easy for me to say. That's not what I'm talking about at all. And if you have something to celebrate, be aware of who can receive it and celebrate it with them. And sometimes there is nobody. Sometimes you're the only one who can celebrate that awesomeness. Please still celebrate that awesomeness. And ask the universe to send you people that you can celebrate the awesomeness with. And I usually refer to them as playmates. There's often so many points of views about friends. I'm using air quotes that you can't see, uh, but about friends. And so friends, there's just a lot of crazy. So I ask for playmates and not playmates that would get all of me, you know, that would want to be in every part of my life, but playmates that are fun to play with. So I have playmates that, you know, will swim in my swimming pool with me. I have playmates who will swap bars with me. I have playmates who will go to movies with me. I have playmates like every area of my life. I used to think that that was all supposed to be hubby, that he was supposed to be the one who, you know, was my best friend and wanted to talk about everything that I wanted to talk about. And like, oh my gosh, such a crazy point of view, my sweet friends, if you've got that point of view, and if it's working, and and that's what you've created, cool, (laughs) you don't have to change it. But recognize if it isn't working, recognize if you're putting way too much on one person to be your everything. It really is a fantasy that there's one person who can be everything for you. And it doesn't have to be, again, if you've created that, celebrate it, that's awesome. And for many of us, it's many different people. Instead of deciding there's one best friend who has it all or one spouse that's the best friend or any of that, that really trips people up. Because then we're projecting onto that other person that they need to be or do something that just isn't gonna be what they're interested in. And then we get to tell ourselves the story and then we get to tell other people the story and then we get to buy the story. And then usually those people we're talking to, now they get to tell us their story that matches our story and you get the idea, right? Everybody's spinning in story. Everybody's trying to outdo that crazy limitation story. Oh my gosh, please, sweet friends, please look at Look at the stories that you're telling. Look at the stories that you're buying. Look at the stories you're listening to. Often the stories that we're listening to, not all the time, and often, we are matching them in some way. Yeah, I'm going to say that again. Often the stories that we are listening to are the stories that we're matching. We, we have something in common with them. Not, again, not all the time, but often. So then it becomes this space of, Oh, that's your, like, like the people from Mex- in Mexico. Oh yeah. Well, our food was so horrible. We had to go to a restaurant. Oh, well, we didn't even have food. Oh, well, we didn't even have, you know, we got sick from the food. <laughs> like everybody's story just got worse and worse and worse in this attempt to outdo it. So chances are the stories you're listening to, there's some sort of resonance for you. And now you're going to outdo it. And what if, what if you stopped telling the story because what really happens when you tell the story you listen to the story or you buy the story is that that's what you actually create that's what you start to actualize and so this is where a lot of people kind of trip themselves up because they look at 
their stories as like that's what's true and real and now they have proof you know they can tell you the 10 different times it happened or the situations or whatever and then they say well that's it's not a story I'm just talking about my experience or experiences (laughs) and really they're actualizing those experiences based on the stories that they're telling so if you look at the areas of your life that are working really well that you're happy with that you really like get a sense of the stories that you tell around those and then go to the areas of your life that aren't working the way that you would like them to work and get us a sense of the stories you're telling there (sighs) right and I know, like this again, this, this whole topic is something that has just been so big in my eight years of studying these tools because it was so real to me. Like I wasn't ever aware of in, until I started studying really the very beginning in 2002 when I started studying Reiki and kind of energy and all that sort of stuff that I really got how much are like what we're talking about our thoughts our feelings how much that's actually creating our life and our living and so in other modalities what I would do is I would start to tell different stories in terms of like basically the exact opposite of what I would have liked like oh this is this is the way it is I'm you know or maybe affirmations looking in the mirror I am toned and I am healthy and I am thin and all these things and that I never found to work either What I find works really well is just turning it into a question or into like a wonder. So if you catch yourself telling a money story, stop and I wonder what it would be like to have at least an additional $5,000 show up this month as if by magic. Or I wonder what it would be like to have total peace with money or like something something that you'd actually like turn it into a question that's what I found to change it so much quicker it also starts breaking the habit because that's really what I find with the habit or like with stories is that it's a habit you know pay attention to yourself next time you go hang out with friends what are the conversations that are being had A lot of them are the similar conversations you had last time you got together and they're about someone or something that isn't working and like, what if we start changing those? And I've I've spoke of this before, but it's to me, it's always worth mentioning. There was a gal in one of the classes, the very first maestro class that Dane ever had. And we started the class off and this maestro class for anybody who isn't familiar, you it's it's the most prerequed class in access consciousness. So you have a lot of classes uh, and probably years of information and tools and all sorts of awesomeness under your belt by the time you get to maestro. And so this was the very first maestro class. Everybody was just so excited. We didn't really know kind of what was going to occur. And we started the class off just like every other class that we'd ever been to. People would go to the microphone, here's my problem, Dane, how do we fix it? He'd give some tools. It was, it was, it was cool. And finally, this woman, Melanie, came to the microphone and she said, guys, <laughs> this is the maestro class. 
is this really the conversation we'd like to be having? And it was like, it changed everything for that entire class and for all the years that that class has been going on because it really isn't about that. You know, by the time you get to Maestro, you have the tools to be facilitating either yourself or friends who can facilitate you or whatever it is. Like the Maestro class isn't about that. And so if you look at the friends that you're hanging out with or the people that you're hanging out with or uh, your family or whoever, is that really, whatever conversation's going on, is that really the conversation you'd like to be having? And cool if it is, you know, if you're, if you're there. And it's also, some people can't have those conversations. So it's, again, not about judging, not about making somebody wrong if they are telling their story, but really recognizing for you, I wonder what you could add to your life. I wonder how many playmates whew, you could have you could ask for, you could receive, you could play with, to have the conversations that you'd like to be having. One of the things that I ask people when, you know, we're, maybe we're meeting at a class or we're hanging out or it's somebody who I know is, well, actually, do you know what? I actually think at this point, I probably ask most people this question. I'm not a big fan of how are you, although sometimes it will just come out of my mouth. Um, what I love to ask is, hey, what are you creating these days? I just love that question. I love being asked that question because it gets us out of, you know, when we ask, how are you? Often it's like we might say, oh, good, fine, wonderful, awesome, whatever. We might. But most people go into all of the things that aren't working well. And it's also not about pretending, guys. So, you know, I'm talking about, you know, having conversations that go beyond and create greater and stuff. And if you're having a shitty day, if you're having a tough time, if you want to just vent, also be aware of that. And then you can phone a friend and say, hey, can you just listen to me for five minutes? I just want to put this out there and then be done with it or whatever. Like, so it's not, it's not about pretending. It's not about faking it. And to recognize that a lot of times the stuff we're talking about, the stories we're telling are just habits, are just fitting in, are just making the other people at the table comfortable because your life is shittier than theirs. <laughs> I know it's crazy. And how much of that actually goes on. So it really is like, what are the conversations you'd like to be having? What is it you'd really like to know from that person? If you're meeting up with a friend for, for coffee, what is it you'd like to know about their life and their living? Like, what if you ask those questions instead of, how are you? Hey, last time we talked, you were fighting with so-and-so. How's that going? And you can. Again, those are not wrong questions. And I wonder. Like, I wonder what we could change. I wonder what different questions we could ask to really get out of the stories to really get into the creation. When we're telling stories, we're in destruction. So what else could we be saying? What else could we be talking about? Or how about some silence? <laughs> I am such a big fan of silence. I have very little noise in my life. 
Uh, and, and when I do, I'm very aware of it. So it's, it's not something that I've thought about in terms of like, oh, I would like more silence. It's just not comfortable for me to have a lot of noise. So I don't have TVs on in the background. If the TV's on, we're watching it. If we aren't watching it, it is off. I don't have radios on. I don't have any of that. If I'm not listening to something, um, you know, specifically, then it's not on. Now, when I sleep at night, of course, I play audios. Um, that's a little bit different. But even if I want to play something, uh, say a clearing loop or something while I'm working, it's got to be very low. And I do. I like silence. And I know for a lot of people, it's uncomfortable. And it's not wrong. So if you don't like silence, you don't have to believe me. That's not what I'm saying. It's just to recognize that sometimes we're talking just to not have the silence. And what if silence is okay? Yeah, because really, <laughs> there's no stories to be told in silence. Although, of course, we could still be telling them in our head. So you want to be aware of that too. And just another piece of, uh, from the manual, it says, What do people use their stories for? To maintain their victimhood and to justify the, justify the choices they made rather than recognize they chose it. Yeah, well, business, you know, crapped out because of the recession. That's a story. Instead of going, huh, my business crapped out because I didn't choose to do my business anymore. Like it really goes just back to like, just totally acknowledge what is. And it's not about judging that. It's like, hey, you know what? I didn't desire to do that business anymore. So I didn't and it crapped out. What if that's okay? Like imagine the freedom that you'd have, but this goes back to that, you know, to tell the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth is most of us are not taught or even willing to tell ourselves the truth. So this is where a lot of the stories come into play is because we're not willing to say to ourselves, you know, I'm not having fun with this business anymore. I don't like this business anymore. This is really boring. This is frustrating. I, we don't go there. We just get to the point where it craps out and then we look for the story to tell instead of going, wow, huh, I guess I didn't desire to do that anymore. So you want to look at that too, is what are the stories that you're telling that you could actually be acknowledging? You just chose it. Because the minute you acknowledge that you chose something is when you can change it. So if you look at like, maybe you, maybe you had really good money flow and then it changed instead of blaming the recession, blaming the government, blaming whatever, whoever, huh, I chose to change the amount of money coming in. So acknowledge it and then, okay, so what's it going to take? What's it going to take to choose to have money coming in again with ease? So we go back into the question, into the possibilities, into all of that awesomeness. And that is the gift that we can change when we stop telling, listening, or buying the story. Is we can get into creation. We can get into actualizing what it is we'd like to actualize. As if by magic. All right, so a couple things that I'd like to invite you guys to. September 1st, my sweet friend Alan Jones and I are doing a online or in person, if you're in London, England, in the afternoon, outrageous tools to create the cash you want. So excited. Uh, and then I've got a bunch of bars and foundation classes coming up. 
So Denmark, September 4th, we start bars and then on to foundation. Switzerland, bars is September 7th and then on to foundation. And Lloyd Minster, bars is October 3rd and then on to foundation. Las Vegas, bars is October 23rd and then on to foundation. New York City, bars is October 31st and then on to foundation. And we just added Cochrane, Alberta in January. So it's going to be all about a new year, new you foundation. Bars will be on uh, sorry, January 22nd and then we'll continue on with foundation. So how does it get any better? And also not a bars and foundation, however, totally awesome. How to become money workbook a hundred times in a hundred days. The hundred days start September 25th and on September 10th, I have added a zoom on actualizing $100 million. So you're gonna wanna get into this. Um, yes, so if you need the links or anything, let me know. Otherwise you will find them in all the usual places. So thank you guys so much for listening in. I am so incredibly grateful for you and I look forward to hugging you somewhere on this beautiful planet soon.